Welcome to our community. This is our Tova Beth. Purim. Purim. What's it all about? What does it have to do with today? How does it, um, what is this story of Purim that empowers me in a very powerful way? So, you know, these days everybody kind of feels like maybe I can run away from where I am and go to, you know, we call it Florida, Irakitish, run away to Florida or something like that. We always feel like when we're in a pinch, we need a place to escape to. So let's go back in history for a second when we think about Purim. Why was it the hardest, one of the hardest gezeras for the Jewish people ever in history? Partly because there was no place to escape to. There was no place to go to. And so where do you go when there's no place to run away from the challenge, from the darkness? Kind of like the situation we're in now. Where are you going to run to? <laughs> right? There, you know, go to that state as opposed to this state, New Jersey instead of New York, Florida instead of Michigan, Florida instead of, instead of Texas. Where do you go to be safe? Maybe nowhere, which means if you're not safe anywhere, that means you're safe everywhere. You go into the domain of Melech Malchi and Lachem HaKadosh Baruch and all of a sudden you're safe. So what, what was really happening on Purim? What happened then was you had kind of two groups. The Ivrim and the Yehudim. The Ivrim were the ones who, you know, a little more compromised. You know, Achishverus is inviting you to the party. That's a big uh, compliment. Go, be like everybody else. So we went. We were really willing to bow down a little bit. And then there came the Yehudim, who have that name because Maid Bechola Tarakula. Kaifer Bavadizara. They said, there's no way I'm bowing to, bowing to anything. And the entire tire is one with my very essence. Not everybody was on that level at that moment. A lot of people felt like, wow, it's exciting to go to the party, the Achashverosh's the party. And yet something happened, something was touched in all of us. When this Gezerah happened, when this decree happened to kind of, God forbid, get rid of every single one of us, all of a sudden we all switched from Ibrim to Yehudim. We all made a decision that we knew we had one year to live left until it was going to happen. God forbid the final solution. And we all had, knew that we had a choice. Let's give in. You know, bow down a little bit to the getchkas. You'll be okay. And then go back to doing what you want to do. And we all switched over to being Yehudim. We won't bow down. Now that's, where does that come from? That's crazy. That's crazy. You're talking about all men, all women, all children refuse to bow down. So maybe the, the, the parents should teach the children, you know what, to live and save your lives and go on and accomplish what you're going to accomplish. Just bow down a little bit. Did the parents do that? No. Why not? Because this weird mechanism popped up. What is that? It's the mechanism of a Jew that he will do things that are higher or higher than his seichel. In other words, the Jew has a rutzen, a desire that's above his intellect, meaning it makes no sense. A Jew will do normal things in the world. We're not regular creatures. You know, sometimes you think that I can listen to this and this 
psychological analysis. I listened to somebody, something the other day about narcissism, and I thought, this speaker is completely off. And it's not Torahism, it's completely off. It was just her, her thinking was completely off. Um, it might, maybe I'm a narcissist. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why it bothered me. But it felt like it wasn't quite true because she's speaking about regular people in the world. And we're not regular people. You know what regular people do? When regular people are told that their entire people, men, women, and children, are, God forbid, all going to be wiped out unless they bow down, you know what regular people do? They bow down to save their lives. Or else, if the parents don't want to save their lives, they do something to save the children. Because what's the point of everybody going Everybody leaving the world, and then there's nobody left. So that's a normal reaction of a regular person in the world. Except for a Jew. A Jew has this instinct. But when that moment comes, he very often will not bow down. That means the guy with the cheeseburger on Yom Kippur, driving his car comfortably, loud music comfortably, and yet there's a moment when he won't bow down. And somehow, if it means giving up his life, he's, he's ready to do that, although he wasn't ready to give up his cheeseburgers. Where does that come from? Called Rotten Lamailab Mitamvadas. A, a will coming from the soul, from the Yechidah of Efesha, from the essence of the soul, that goes, that comes from a place and goes way beyond his, his mind. His, his reasoning. Doesn't make any sense. It's a desire, it's a rutten, it's a will that's above all reasoning. It comes from higher than your brain. It comes from your soul, higher than your brain. It comes from the part of your soul that's outside of your brain. And it won't let you do logical things. Now, that's one person, you know, the one guy on Yom Kippur with the cheeseburger who then is ready to give his life al Kiddush Hashem because they asked him to do something that somehow for him in his, his mind um, is just one bit too much in desecrating God's name, even though he's eating cheeseburgers. For a Jew, that's perfectly normal. They're like, hey, man, you're not, you don't even believe in God. You're eating cheeseburgers. Just bow down to the idol. And he won't do it. And they don't know why. Like Daniel Pearl, who who went al Kiddush Hashem, was it ten years ago now? The the a very secular, um, a very secular journalist that when he knew it was the last minutes of his life, and there he was with facing ISIS, and they're as horrific as it gets. And they asked him, "What is your connection to the land of Israel?" And all of a sudden, out popped a, a memory that his parents don't even remember telling him, that my grandfather was one of the founding fathers of the city of Benebrak. Now, that was bound, that kind of statement was bound to get him killed, al-Kiddush Hashem. Boom, you know, he's standing with ISIS. And he's a secular guy. And not saying that could have somehow given him a little more time. Why didn't he say it? Because a Jew has an instinct 
to to be connected to Hashem that doesn't make any sense, doesn't process through the logical brain. Not a cognitive thinking kind of a thing. So one individual Jew, we get it. That's, you know, we're known for that. They know that. They can't stand. They didn't use to it. Let's say they couldn't stand us because they knew we have this. This instinct. But did you ever think of a situation? Imagine if all Jews all have that instinct. Well, they do. And in a second, we'll say where we get it from. I mean, we get it from Meisher, maybe. We'll say in a second, why? But that instinct, imagine if all Jews had it, all at the same time, and they don't just have it for one moment, but they have it for two moments, two minutes and three and four and a day and a week and a month and a year. Every single minute of every single day of every single hour of every single week of every single month of the entire year. You know, a year means you go through a lot of ups and downs and a lot of different kinds of things. Is You're bound to change your mind about some certain things. If you go on a, you know, if you decide to become macrobiotic in, in July, you may not continue to be macrobiotic in November. You know, we have these ups and downs, these moods. So go figure out, and Jewish people, you know, they're very independent. They do what they want. So is it realistic that the entire Jewish people would have the same mood for an entire year? Doesn't seem reasonable, doesn't seem realistic. But that's a Jew. And that's what we did. There was one time in history where every single Jew stood all in the same mindset, which was, we will not bow down to Haman. We will not give in to something that's a for, something that's foreign to us, that's antithetical to our connection with Hashem. We won't do it. Not the men, not the women, not the children. It's so strange. Nobody else in the world would understand it. You have to be a Jew to understand it. You have to be a Yid to understand it. For us, it makes perfect sense. So, and one more thing. You know, maybe somebody cheated. That whole year when we understood from Machashverosh and Haman that there's this decree at the end of a year, at the end of the year, you know, on the 14th day of Adar, that's it. Or 13th day of Adar, I don't remember which date they had set. I guess for him day. And it says, An entire year, that entire year went by. No man, no woman, no child had a, a, a thought to, maybe we'll just bow down. All it would have taken was say, maybe we'll just get bow down. We'll be like, we'll be in the group of the Ivrim instead of the Yehudim. We'll bow down a little bit and we'll get off the hook. You would think that parents would say, you know what, maybe us, we're older, but the children deserve to live, and then there will be continuity to the Jewish people. So let's not throw the whole thing away. Let's teach the children to bow down, and um, they'll grow up and have their own children. There will be, there will continue to be Jewish people in the world. Nobody thought that. How's that possible? Nobody thought that. We stood in Mesiris Nefesh as a unit for an entire year. This kind of energy is something that the world cannot possibly comprehend. If anybody understood what Purim is, 
as much as, you know, the groggers and the hamatashin and the crepla, you know, the fun stuff. Because, it, it, you know, we're all dressed in clown costumes, so it looks like so much fun. Wow, you know, what's Purim? You know, it's like our Jewish Halloween, God forbid, right? It's not. It looks so jolly. It's so cute. And everybody's walking down the street on stilts and, you know, and, you know, people are standing on their heads. I don't have to describe Purim to you. It looks so light and fun. Light and fun now. But it's representing, it's denoting an energy of a Jew. Who you are that is a creature that does not belong in the entire world, which is why most of the psychological analyses of people probably don't apply to us because we operate differently. Because nobody else would do that in the world. In the world, if somebody has self-sacrifice, they have a reason why they do it. We're the only beings, creations, we're not even creations, we're the only beings in the world that can be anti-religious, not believe in God, think that the whole thing is a bunch of Baba Mises, God forbid, a bunch of nonsense, and then give our lives al Kiddush Hashem, God forbid, if we would have to. Not God forbid, but give our, be ready to give our lives al Kiddush Hashem. It goes, we, we can, a Jew can give his life al-Kiddush Hashem against his philosophy, not because of his philosophy. If a non-Jew gives his life, you know, gives up his life for a cause, it's because he believes in the cause. We're ready to do it when we don't believe in the cause. Because there's something higher than even our thoughts and our philosophies, which comes through the mind. And that's our desire to be to never disconnect from Hashem no matter what so this is the energy of Purim and that comes from Maishu how were we able to do that because the birthday of Maishu was in the month of Adar and his mazel was very strong and the mazel of the yid, it says, ain mazel Yisrael, the mazel of the yid is ayin, is that place, that energy that we just discussed. And his mazel, being from that place, fills up the entire month, and we get his mazel, and we get his instincts, especially since there's a spark of Maishra Benu in each one of us. So we are given those instincts. They're bequeathed to us. And that's why it had to be in the month of other that this happened. Because that was the month that it says, Bari Mazli, our Mazl is strong. Other was the month when we were capable of doing this. It's our birth month. We are capable of doing this. And when Hashem saw that, he arranged that we should stay around forever anyway. You know, that's his cheshman. Our job, it's kind of like, it's, it's very clear in life. Okay, if you're a Yid, if you're a Jew, your job is to make sure that if you want to do it right, you never disconnect from Hashem. Will we continue to exist as the Jewish people? I guess that's Hashem's decision. His job is to keep us here forever because we're the light to the nation. Our job is to stay one with Him forever. Very simple. It's not easy. It's just simple. Our job is to Stay connected to him, stay one with him, and his job is to, you know, 
Our job is to keep him here in our lives, and his job is to keep us here in the world. Great. Good partnership. And that's Purim. Purim is a declaration of a lot of things. One of the things it's declaring is that as people are doing cartwheels down the street, juggling hamantashens and standing on each other's shoulders and roller skating, you know, on the back of a whatever, riding on a donkey and roller skating on the on the back of a, you know, a motorcycle or something, on Purim, our job is to declare through all that frivolity that we are one with Hashem. And that one's never breaking down, ever. And we're only here to show them, you know, like, oh, what we have to show the world that we're so special. We're here to show the world that this is what it's all about. This is what life is all about. This is why we are here. This is actually why everybody's here. We just got to be the shluchim for all of Gullus to show people this is what it's all about. How they'll come along in Yemaisa Mashiach, you know, how they'll tag along and what level they'll get to, I don't know. I'm not such a scholar that I know. But we're here as representatives of God of Hashem to say, this is the only truth. Pursue it. Stand up for it. Be ready to give up everything for it. Because quite honestly, what you didn't discover over many years of trying, experimenting with many different lifestyles is that all the other stuff isn't, kind of burns out after a while. The only thing that will ever satisfy a yid is his very deep, passionate connection with Hashem, even if he doesn't feel it. And Purim is here as a declaration of that. And Purim is here to tell us that whom we think we are, how we're used to seeing ourselves and each other, is a shadow of who we really are. If you see yourself in the Purim story, I mean, we're just their ancestors. We're their children. All those people in the Purim story, we're their children. So that's our family. That's us. That's our lineage. When we ask ourselves, who am I really? I'm that Jew in that year leading up to Purim. That's who I am. And all the rest is just, you know, decoration. All the rest is all the circumstances I'm, I'm that, that pencil of you, that spark of my they knew in me, that's the real me. And all the other stuff is just the places I'm sent to bring the real me and spread the light of the real me into. So we as beacons of pure, incredible light have been embedded in a world that's uh, kind of weird. 
and we're here. Stand up for truth and to spread that incredibly pure light of Hashem in this crazy, crazy world. And if we could do it at the time of Purim, we surely can do it now. We surely can step into that role of the light, light to the nations. And it, I guess it could even be fun. Because to sum it all up, think about it this way. How are we telling the world about this truth about Hashem and about being the light of the nations? With frivolity, with joy, with laughter. We have a fun time telling them. I don't think they want to hear it in a serious way. Hashem in His infinite kindness has given us the ability to separate, to, to celebrate who we are with joy and dancing and fun and festivity and eating and drinking and, and, and spending time together. Because and as we and as that will be, as we enter the Gula Mitzvah we'll be together, dancing with great joy, in the base of Miglusha Shlishi. Please God, it should be before this Purim. We should have the Gula Mitzvah Shlishi now. Pray the Purim to everybody.